Welcome to episode 17 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Vogelen. And we're back after a week hiatus. Dave, how you feeling after your surgery, man? Um, I know it's been a little bit of a, a long process this last week yes. and a half or so since... Almost two weeks since yeah. uh, two weeks since our last show. So right, you know, uh, this journey with my shoulder started like last summer. Yep. You know, um, I was often on slings. I was, you know, there's a lot of damage. I've torn my rotator cuff before. I've torn my labrum before. I've had a lot of damage there, but it's been going on for a long time. And so they went in there. They cut out a couple of inches of my clavicle that was stuck in the fucking in the in the socket, and. Uh, it's been two weeks tomorrow to the day, and I feel 100% better. Yeah. Already. We were just talking before the show started, and I was telling you, it's the most... I've seen you be able to move that yeah. arm without wincing in pain or anything. Yeah. Like, you look good. You're not You're not trying to hold your... You're able to move your hands when you yep. talk. You seem like a much happier person. Oh, man. This, this pain free and... This could have been a better thing for me. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You know, after about a seven, eight-month journey with a lot of pain, a lot of issues... It's cleared up. You know, we had to miss a show. Yeah. I was in, at that point, I was not. No, you were. Yeah, I, yeah, I talked you know. to you throughout that whole week, yeah. and you were just in and out, and yeah. there was no way you were able to focus. And yeah. There was completely. a lot of prescribed narcotics. Yep. There was well, a lot yeah, of, you were in a lot know, of pain, man, so it's... it's a lot of like, ice packs, a lot yeah. of sleep, a lot of rest, a lot of uh, binging on Netflix. Yep. You know, uh, Narcos was pretty... Cool show. <laughs> I gotta watch that. You know, uh, I watched a lot of the UFC's uh, Fight Pass embedded series. Yeah, leading up to 196, we're gonna talk about in a little bit. But I watched a lot of the embedded stuff. Those embedded's are always really good. Yes, they're so well done. They I do a who, great job with it. I don't know who he's got in charge of producing those. I'm not I've sure. I've seen either. it. You know, you, we see it every time that yeah. they, you know you load it up, you get to see who's doing it. I don't remember the person's name or the the team that's doing it, but they do such a great job. Of yeah. filming every camp and the fighter and the people around the fighter and the nutrition. I mean, yeah, they, they cover everything. everything. My favorite of the embedded series, I think, was not even leading up to a fight, but it was the embedded press tour that they when they did the world tour for Connor and Jose won. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. But but the embedded series of those press conferences were awesome. Oh, they were so well done. The heat between the two of them, yes. you just watched Jose break down each stop. Yeah, I mean, it seems like everyone got further and further into his head. Uh-huh. You know, and he was, and his, his eye, like he was, it looked like he wasn't sleeping. His eyes were starting to sink in. Yep. And getting bags around him. He was just, he was like worn out. He was beat down. And Connor had more energy. Absolutely. And more, more passion and fight every single one they went, you know, and. They really did a good job of exposing that. Yeah, like you know, I love, they did a six part series on Brock Lesnar. Yep, I way back that when, too. and it was awesome. Yeah, you know, because Brock doesn't let anybody into his personal life at all. No, you know, he's, he's, he's one used of to the say, most guarded people." Yeah, all the time. He's like, you know, why can't we just do this as a normal job? You check in, you check out. You know, you don't have to bring that stuff home with you. You don't have to, yep. you know, invite everybody into your family life if you're there. Fans are paying for you. You do it that you, you take care of them. You take care of your job, then you go home. That's why he lives in the middle of nowhere in Manitoba because yeah. he hates everyone. <laughs> he said, "You know, what he said he said I like to look out and see my land. I don't want to see my neighbors. Yep. I don't want to see people. I, I want to see that. my land. I want to see my land and my farm. Yeah, equipment. that's you know, it. Um, but the, the the series that they did, he allowed them into you know into his home and you know little interview with his wife and his his, and his uh, little training facility that he had." Right off in the garage. Yep, right outside the... That, it was so that they cool. built in that barn. Yes. Yeah. I remember that series. So, I mean, 
that whoever's doing those there, they're doing a wonderful job, and it's uh, the flight pass is only ten bucks a month, and I really feel like I get my money's worth out of. They're finally out of it. They're finally coming around with it. I feel yeah. like. I feel like the initial push out the gate, and I'm excited because they were just talking uh, in part of the, um, you know, the little in between fights things that they did last week um, about the launch for uh, version 2.0. Yeah, which they've already added. I mean, a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I've had a lot of complaints about Fight Pass over the last couple of years, but I've been a subscriber to it. So bad. Um, but I like the things that they're adding, the EBI Invitational, the Eddie Bravo Invitational. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's, I'm yeah. super stoked for that because... The, the, what was it, Finding a Fight? Yep, Finding a Fight, uh, Looking for a Fight. Looking for a Fight, that's um, it. You know, now they have Glory's Library. Yep. Uh, shoot to buy, like everything. Yep. All those great stuff that they added, so you can go back and see a lot of old things. But I like, I like how far they've come. Um, I'm hoping eventually... They'll get to like the WWE model where not so much maybe all the pay-per-views for the year subscription, but give me a little bit of more of a discount on my pay-per-views. That could be, you know. Because um, I used to order them through Fight Pass. Okay. And I can get it cheaper through ordering it through my PlayStation, uh, through the PlayStation Network. Okay. Because as a Plus member, I can get it for $44 instead no of... And they say it's only supposed... it's it's. Standard, not HD, but it, it's minimum seven twenty, if not better. That's good enough. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, you can you can tell the difference, but you can't really. side by side. But it's, once once one fight starts in seven twenty, yeah, your eyes yeah, adjust. And it, it really is probably better than seven twenty. But yeah, I'm getting it for forty four bucks, where they would still charge me sixty right. for fight pass. So yeah, I, you know, I take the PlayStation Plus discount every time. The last fight that that we ordered. Uh, and we did it in HD. It was, I think it was sixty four ninety yeah, five. Sixty, yeah. There's sixty yeah. sixty bucks for, and I don't even mess with Comcast anymore because they screwed me over with the Ronda fight. Yeah, and then tried to keep the bill on or the charge on my bill for three months. Like trying, kept trying to bill me for it. And I was like, no, no, we're not going to play this game. It took me four tries. Yeah, so I was like, I'm done with Comcast. I think it might have been the run the fight where we had we ordered an HD and it wouldn't show up. We had ordered the standard def, and then it showed up. And then like three fights in, the HD finally kicked in. Yeah, I mean it was just a, a Comcast. It's such a we mess. used to have a problem with that all the time with uh, the guy that we all used to originally go watch fights at his house. Every fight we would go to order it, and there would be a problem, and we would have to wait for it. Yeah. So then when I started hosting the fights at my house, I just started doing them through uh, originally through Fight Pass. Mm-hmm. And then one fight, I don't even remember who it was, but they were, we, I was looking through the PlayStation thing and saw that, and I was like, let's check it out, see if it's any better, save a little money. I think it was like, it was a pay-per-view that didn't have a lot of great fights, but I think it was a Mighty Mouse pay-per-view, actually. Oh, wow. I think it was the last Mighty Mouse pay-per-view with, it was before Dotson, I think, but we were like, yeah, let's check it out, and it was worth it, so I, I just keep running through with PlayStation Network, man, it's worth that's it. yeah, that's twenty fifteen twenty dollars cheaper a yep. pop. I mean, that's uh, after two three of those, you had a free pay per view basically. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and the thing with the Fight Pass has really impressed me already, and I know two point is coming, but they've already made it easier to find stuff. Yeah, that was you know, the, other the, the interface is, is way better than yep. it was. I couldn't even find like uh, I. I I originally got it just to get the early prelims. Yeah. And half, I couldn't find them. Yep. You know, they were going on, and I was searching through all their little... And you just... You know, they didn't have it on the front part of the app, and 
I couldn't find it. Not you couldn't find anything in there, and they improved that tremendously. Yeah. No. Speaking of fight pass, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get into some fights. Uh, let's break down. We didn't get to preview this card last week, but uh, last Saturday afternoon, yes, yeah, four uh, o'clock, four our o'clock time. yeah, four o'clock yeah. our time. Uh, fight pass exclusive. They had a card headlined by Anderson Silva taking on Mice- Michael Bisping. My- missile, missile. That heck's wrong with me. I take a week <laughs> off and I forget how to talk. Good, good main event. Uh, yeah. Overall, the card, a lot of fights. I mean, there was a ton of fights. It was yeah. a long six hours of fights. A lot of decisions. Um, for a fight pass card, though, I, I give it overall. I give it a thumbs up. I don't yeah, know. No, I don't, I, it was it was good. Um, thirteen with thirteen fights and only four finishes. Yeah, I mean for a kind of long day. And two I, of the and I'm recovering. Right, to watch this right. With a lot of pain meds and a lot of in and out. So I, I took the next week to, to try to keep catching up. Yeah, it, catching up it catch took me up. multiple viewings to get yeah. through the whole thing because who you know. But uh, yeah, like you said, thirteen fights, four finishes, two of them coming in the first two fights. Yeah. But when I started watching it, I messaged up and I said, "Yeah, man, I, you know, I'm starting to watch it. Not there's been a lot of knockouts." And then it dropped then, flat. Yeah, <laughs> it dropped right on its face. Oh, man. But it's, the, it's not like they were bad. It's just they no, were long. There were a lot of long fights. I, I think the main event fight definitely made up for it. That was an yes. exciting five rounds. Yeah. Even, so, even in a decision, yeah, it was a great fight. Yeah. So let's get into that real quick. Uh, Michael Bisbing picks up the decision 48-47 across the board. Um, not... The most controversial decision I think we've had in the UFC, but there there are some people that were were you know having some clamorings thinking that Anderson may have won it. I can see both sides of the fence. Um, there were a lot of close, especially the late rounds were close. Yeah, yeah I said I said Jeff said you know check out the main event a few times, score it. Yeah, let's go round by round by it because you know Anderson Anderson lost uh, unanimous decision forty seven forty eight. And he's, you know, he, he's up in arms about it, and he's, he's pitching to the uh, the athletic board to re, revisit it and yeah. see if they if they intentionally screwed him. And, I mean, he's got a lot of things that he's that he's uh, yeah, putting into motion he's because in, Eng- in England he thinks he got screwed. Right? Comedy decisions you won in Brazil, there, Ex- you know, whatever. Um, so I I went through it round by round, and. Round one, I gave to Michael. Oh, absolutely. Round two, I gave to Michael. Absolutely. Both rounds, he dominated. I mean, especially round two, getting the knockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the way he was just attacking. Yeah. Was super aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. And controlled the center of the octagon. Uh, three, obviously went to Silva, but until that last 30 seconds, I was giving it to Bisbing. I think Bisbing was probably going to walk away with that third round until yep. Silva landed that knee at the last second. Yeah, there was a little talk around that, and and Herb Dean, the referee, was in there. It's the best referee in the yeah, game. Yeah, no he, doubt. He did he did everything right. Absolutely. I don't think he did I don't disagree wrong. with what he did. It's Mike's fault for yeah. for looking at him before, you know, in the middle of it, dude. You, you know. You and he has, a, and he has a history about that, about John with the referee and not paying attention to the fight, so... Your number one job in there is to protect, protect yourself, yourself at, at all times. times. That's your number one. That's the number one rule above everything else. And he refused to do that. He lost his mouthpiece, and he was trying to tell the ref to stop it. And 
And Hearn's not going to stop, the, no. you know, unless he feels that it's time. Right. According to the law, to the rules. He, and Herb said that he didn't stop the fight at that point because if you stopped it every time someone spit out a mouthpiece, they'd start spitting them out just to get a few seconds yep, break. exactly. So he thought that the time that there was left and what, what happened was going on in the fight, it wasn't the time to stop it. Nope. And he was right. I agree. He was 100% right. And Anderson threw that. Wicked knee. Oh, it was beautiful. Smashed, you know, uh, Bisping's him. nose. You thought know. he thought he won the fight. Yeah, and he was, you know, he was excited. And, and um, again, his fault for not capitalizing. There's only a few seconds left, but you still you you fight until the ref tells until, you to stop. Yeah, until the yeah. So he celebrates prematurely. You know, they both had wrong decisions in that few seconds that it yeah. took. I mean, it was only uh, the five second interval that it took and they both made terrible decisions yep and they both would have blamed on the ref and the only one that did the right thing in there was the was ref. ref yeah so but yeah so we, we both agree I mean obviously with that with that knockdown Silva took the third yeah the fourth is kind of the the disputed round um right. because I think he clearly won the fifth uh I gave I I think the fourth went to Bisbing and I think it was right. Um, they both did a lot of damage to each other in the fourth round, but what I and my reasoning why I thought they gave it to him was because I think Michael's striking was more effective, which is effective striking. Effective is, striking, yeah. And he clearly was the one in, in control of the octagon, right? Anderson spent a lot of the fight circling around, and I mean even when in that start of that fourth round. It's like, dude, you just put that guy on Dream Street and you're going to dance around the cage yeah. for 30 seconds and let him recover some more? Like, that's just stupid no. strategy. No, I, I I watched that fourth round a few times because of all the stuff that I read and, and, and all the disputes and stuff that was all based around that yep. round. Yep. And as much as I wanted to be a little controversial and say that you know they, they scored it the wrong way, I can't say they did. Yeah, I you can't know, either. Um, I gave that one... To Bisping as well. Um, and the fifth round, I gave to Anderson. I, 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 I agree. Anderson took, clearly took the fifth. But for all the... Uh, I think this fight... Michael Bisping's approach on this, of this fight and his strategy was great. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the Chris Weidman strategy. Yep. It was okay. exactly get right in his face and make him uncomfortable. Don't yep. give him the distance and don't fall for the hand waving Don't do the faints. You know, don't fall for the faints and the head nods. You know, don't Just get, attack him when he does that shit. Don't get distracted when he does his yep. little dodging. And, and it, it reminded me, especially of the first fight, um, the first Weidman and Silva fight. Like yep. The way he was striking, that first round looked like, or that looked like the first round when... when Weidman was teeing off on Anderson, yep. and then obviously took him out in the second. Uh, but but to all the naysayers that are like, "Oh, he just caught Anderson," and blah, blah, that fight right there is what would have happened if that would have went all five rounds exactly. with, with Weidman and Silva. Yep. Weidman showed the uh, the path of what you needed to do to beat Silva. Yeah, he and, exposed him. And, and Bisbing's camp and their coaches—they focused on it. and They did a great job of following that strategy. Yeah, he's got kryptonite. Yeah, you know the spiders got kryptonite too, and that's that's how you do it. And it looked it looked just like yeah. as soon as he came out in the first yeah. round, the way he was punching, I said to myself, I was like, oh, he walked, went back and watched what Weidman did. <laughs> yeah, and they are applying it now to a to a full five rounds. Yeah, an incredible job by both guys. The fight was was awesome. It yeah, it was a great fight. You know, I I really enjoyed it, and 
I don't, I, you know, I don't say this often enough, but I agree 100% with what the judges Yes, yeah, I don't think there's any controversy. No, I don't either. Um, the fourth round, it, it's clearly disputed, but I really, and realistically, I don't think if Anderson hadn't gotten that knockdown, he wouldn't have won any rounds but the, but the fifth. Right. Yeah, without that knockdown. Because Bisbee was taking the third. He was in control of that one, so... Good fight. I mean, great for yeah. fight pass. I, I haven't heard what the ratings were. Um, it, was a, it was a $10 card. Yeah. More, you know. Yeah. It was a $10 card. Um, Sold you, out you the O2. You can't beat that for a $10 card. No. You know? No, and there was a lot of good young fighters that um, we got to see. Yeah, a lot of lots of European fighters. Yes. You know? Guys from Finland. Yeah. That, that was, was the was kind of the... Fight. It the, was like the, three the, Swedish Yeah, fighters. two two Finns and a couple of Swedes. Like, okay. A Russian. Yeah. Now, we got to see a lot of fighters we normally wouldn't see because when they do those overseas cars, they book a lot of hometown boys. Yep. Because there wasn't even a lot. I was surprised at the lack of... Uh, I mean, there were a lot of a decent amount of English guys, but not as many yeah. as I was expecting. Not like when you get a Brazil card. Right. And every fight has a Brazilian. Or the Irish cards were, yeah. you know. But, the, I mean, you had Pickett, you had Bisbing. Um... There were a few other ones I can't think of at the top of my head, but uh, but quite a bit of outside of of Great Britain Europeans, yeah. the the Finnish guys, the Swedes, you know, uh, it was it was a little surprising, but good good card, good main event, yeah, and then the co-main event, I I was impressed with the way that uh, Musasi looked. He suffered a loss his last one that a lot of people. Didn't think he was going to lose. Right. And he came back and he bounced back. Yeah, he didn't right think way. he was going to lose that no, fight No, it, it was quite arrogant going into it. Very much. Um, I think he thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And, He'd been on such a tear, too, right. going into that fight. Um, but he he just dominated Thomas yeah, Latest. Uh, when you only land 19 strikes in an entire fight. Right. A three-round fight. Uh, you're you not gonna minute, win. You had a minute and thirty-one worth of control. <laughs> um, there's, uh, he's got stuffed ten times too. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he just he Gagard covered him. I was kind of kind of surprised that Gagard didn't take it to the ground. I thought he was gonna shoot some more. You know, I didn't think he was gonna keep. He's a he's a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, and you great, know? great, yeah, great sambo and and jujitsu skills. And he didn't. Go for anything. No, you know he just. Uh, but he didn't. He really didn't need to. I mean, he just out. He just completely outstruck him. Yeah, and outclassed him, and and he he got. I, I thought he had all three rounds. One of the judges gave him gave uh, Talis a round. Yep. I thought Gegard ran uh, just ran all three. I I, I thought so too. Um, I thought so as well. Uh, well, that was, that was good. Musasi needed to bounce back. He needed that win. Um, where do you go with, with Musasi from here? Yeah, at this point, let's take a look at... I, I know the fight I would like to see um, would be a rematch. Yeah. I want to watch him and, and Jacare fight again. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they just did it in 2014. He's got a loss to Avenge against Lyoto. That could be a big, you know, big money card. You could put him on a co-main somewhere. Yep. Those two would fit great on a co-main. Scroll, scroll down for me in his card. I want to see a little bit more. 
I want to see the Strike Force spell because I thought him and there, there we go. Oh no, they haven't fought twice. Okay, I thought that was their second fight. Him and him and Jocker. I thought they had a fight in uh, in Strike Force, but they did not. So, yeah, he could could get the. I mean, Jockery is looking for a dance partner right now. Leonel's got a fight coming up. I know that much. Yeah, Leonel's uh, fighting. He's, is he fighting on the uh, Tony and, and Nurmagomedov card? I think he's fighting. I think, uh, Evans, I think he? he is. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think, think he's that fighting is. Evans. That so, is, I think that's the co-main event of the Tony and, and Khabib fight. And so, I mean, with Leonel having a fight coming up real soon. After that, you know, you could put Leono and Kegar back in there for I would watch. I would watch that fight. Um, like I said, I, I would love to watch him and Jacare fight again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm at this point that, I mean, he's going to be a constant. He's always going to be a constant. Oh, yeah, player. he's constantly around there. He doesn't He doesn't stray too far from that top, those top five spots. Moving on to uh, Tom Breeze picking up the decision win over Kieta Nakamura. 30-27 on two judges. Scorecards in a 29-28. Uh, again, eh. the, uh, Breeze just completely outstruck him. Yep. Again, it's another example of Nakamura hit 16 total strikes and six of them significant. Yeah, and In a three-round fight, you can't do that. I mean, he had some takedowns. Yeah, Nakamura went three of six for takedowns, so... But you have to have all levels to be a game, too. Yeah. You've know, you got to take advantage of it. You take them down, you're not going to get any strikes or anything while you're down there. They're not going to credit you with, with the full uh, value of that takedown if you don't capitalize on right. it. Right. It was just a boring fight. It was a really boring fight. There was not there was not any highlights that came out of It's this. completely unmemorable to me. <laughs> like, it really is. I, I'm trying to think of any highlight. In my mind, from this fight, and I have nothing. I, I, I have nothing. Unfortunately, that's that. That's kind of the tail of the tape for the rest of the fights on the yeah. card. There really wasn't a lot, you know. We we can look at the numbers and, and tell you what they were, but there wasn't a lot of memorable stuff on there. It was no. just a, a, a lot of a even, whole lot of dancing. Yeah, there. I was saving the picket. The, the next fight, the picket Rivera fight. Picket Rivera. That was the last of the main. Uh, yeah, the only thing I really. The biggest thing I took away from it was that ugly ass hat that Pickett wore to the cage <laughs> and then wore out. That thing was just oh, stupid that was, that looking. Was terrible. That was terrible. Um, or Francisco Rivera, not Diego Rivera. But again, not much of anything. I mean, it both uh, Rivera landed sixty nine strikes, sixty nine significant um, out of one hundred and sixty five. Uh, Brad's control one. Yeah, his control game. is what won the fight for him. I mean, yeah, it was because a, he capitalized on top of. He didn't just take him down. He, once he took him down, he controlled him and he struck him. And yep. He, um, exactly the opposite of what we were talking about with Nakamura. You take him down, you got to do something with it. He took him down and he did something with it. Yep. So he, he got the full value of it. And one. Uh, the scores? Uh, 29. He, he split it 29 yeah. 28. 29 28. Two twenty nine twenty eights in his favor. One, which is about right because there was a round in there that we, it could have went either way. Yeah. Um, but really, I mean, we can go through the rest of them, but I don't see ah. really a, a point in, in it's, wasting it's your guys' decision, time. Decision, because, decision, decision. Yeah. Well, we're gonna be looking at is a bunch of uh, 
um, overmatched fights where guys were completely out striking them. Yeah. You know, like 150 to 20. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of cats that, that didn't show up to fight that day. But there was also a lot of young cats, yeah. UFC jitters. There was a lot of people that have never fought in there before. Nope. Um, uh, I liked the uh, the Park Hobby Law fight. It was a good fight. And yeah, that was early too. Yeah, that was one of the. That would have been uh, probably one of the early. It would have been like a FS1 prelim, maybe early. Early, regular, you know, yeah. standard prelim. But uh, but heaven, uh, Hobby Law put on a good. They put on a good fight. Yeah, it was entertaining. Um, the first fight on the card was a great knockout. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a hell of a way to start the card. Yeah, I, I mean, two was, of you them, you, they had a great submission after that. Exactly. And then, then the dick punch. Yeah, yeah, and the heavyweights kind of, uh, crapped the bed in the third round, you know. No you had, stamina, uh, I mean, they crapped the bed in the first well, round, really. Yeah, that they, fight they was... They completely gassed in the, in the first round. And it ends on a dick punch. Yeah, and there was a low blow, it was, it was unintentional, but, uh, it was... And I can't pronounce this Russian's name. Uh, Om, Ominachuk? Yeah, we'll go with that. Ominachuk and, and Yaris Dano. Yeah, they had a low blow on uh, Dano, and Dano said, I can't continue. Can't continue, yeah. He tried yeah. to throw a knee. Ominachuk uh, tried to throw a body punch and connected with, with his jewels and... That was the end of the fight. And they they I, took I, it to a decision from there. I think he was just exhausted and tired. Uh, yeah. and didn't, didn't want to go on. No. He said, okay, I'm done. Here's my excuse. You no. punched me in the dick. I quit. Yeah, I have, I have an out now. Yep. It was it was a horrible way for him to go out. He only had that one round left, you know, minute and yeah, he had three seconds. Yeah, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. And it, it slow it's just the slow descent of the card. Uh but overall good card, not great. But for a card that you can watch on for ten dollars, okay. Yeah. Um, some exposure to some young guys uh, that are coming up. Uh, got to watch a legend and and um, a long-standing veteran have a good fight. Yeah. Um, don't know what you do with Bisbing from here. I have no idea. I uh, really don't. They don't. And what's worse, is I have no idea what you do with Anderson either. There's, I mean, there's always feature fights with Anderson. You can put him in. There's still him and Vitor. Um, so he's basically going to be relocated to just uh, uh, not in a title position, but more of uh, no, just headline fights. I think so. I think he's done yeah. as far unless I mean you could always do a title a title fight with him and Jones at two hundred five, but that's lost some of its luster. You could if you got George to come back, you could still do you could, you could do a catch weight. You know, one eighty or something. Yeah, one eighty. I mean, who knows? Like George could probably want to fight at one eighty five. Yeah. So you don't have to cut so much weight. But uh I mean that's still a possibility. But yeah, it's definitely Anderson's days of going after I, dude, I don't want to watch him in the cage with Rockhold. I don't either. Not at this age. No, me not either. not now that everybody knows his kryptonite and just punch him in the face. Right. Rockhold exactly. would kill him if he could make it to the fight. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's that's pretty much all but I got I, left on this UFC you know, fight. I, night. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this fight because we have a fight coming up yeah. this weekend. Yeah. That's gonna take a lot of time on this show. Right. And rightfully should. Yes. Yeah, so, so let's let's get to that. Yeah, so in in the in the medium time of us recording our last episode of the podcast and and us returning now, nothing surprisingly happened in the world of the <laughs> UFC. No news 
at all. Mm-mm. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> pretty much all hell broke loose. Oh my god! Within what an hour yeah. or so of us finishing recording, uh, everything just went to hell. Yes. Uh, Javier Dos Anjos done out. Yep. See ya. Broken foot. Allegedly. Yeah. It's uh. Connor says it's a it's a little boo boo on his a little, little bruise, a little bruise on his toe. To get bruise. some ice and ibuprofen, get back in there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so then the search came for a new opponent. Yes. Uh, there was so many offers out to yep. people. Uh, Chad Mendez, not Chad Mendez. I'm sorry, Frankie, injured. Coin. Uh, Jose, who says one thing, but we know is full of shit. He doesn't want back in the cage with Connor. No, he said. You know, he said. Now, this is the funniest statement because he, he came out on his social media and said, I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime, but I need six weeks to train first. Right. Like, dude, that's not the definition not. of fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. Cowboy. That's yeah. the definition of fight yes. anyone, anywhere, anytime. But, uh, his name was batted around. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it landed on Mr. Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. And, and truthfully, I, before we even get into that, I, as I said to you earlier uh, before we started... A lot of praise, I think, needs to be thrown in the way of Conor McGregor because the dude just saved, he saved this pay-per-view. I mean, Nate, Nate, too, stepping up. Of course. But realistically, Conor just being willing to take a fight and not just saying, you know what, I'm not getting a title shot. Screw this. I'm done. I'm going to go sit home. He said, no, I'm going to I'm gonna fight. Give me the fight. I don't care. I'll fight. That, a guy that has fought his career in the UFC at 145 right. is taking a fight at 170. 70. You know, Dana, Dana did a, a little video, you know, it's on the UFC's main page, and he said, uh, called called Frankie, Frankie said, no, yeah, a groin injury, called Aldo, Aldo didn't want it because he didn't have enough time to train, and uh, eventually landed on Diaz, and Diaz said, I can't make 155. Right. He said, let's do a catch at 160. Connor said, I don't care, we'll do 160. And they're like, yeah, and Diaz oh, said, I can't make 160, let's do 165. And uh, Dana said, I called Connor and told him that. And Connor said, tell that punk it's at 170. He can make that. <laughs> you know, Connor, that's unbelievable, man. Yeah. That's that's the kind of... He just doesn't care. Mindset that he has. You know, he says, if if he's going to keep putting all these slips on it, give him 170. I don't care. I'll make that. Yep. You know? But yeah, I think, I think he really, it gets kind of lost in the shuffle of everybody just focusing on, excuse me, how much... Uh, how much shit the guy likes to talk. Mm-hmm. But he, he freaking saved this pay-per-view because yes. nobody is dropping $60 for home and Tate. Unfortunately, that's Unfortunately, not going to happen. No. You're going to have, you would have had to move this card to FS1. Yeah. That's two times in a row that UFC 196 would have lost its pay-per-view. Connor did it again. Connor did it again. Yeah, he did it when, when Aldo went out. Yep. He could have, you know... Could have said, I'm taking my ball and going it, home. You know, Screw it. And, and he did. He stepped up and took Chad With a bad knee. Days With a bad a out knee. knee. Yep. So, I, 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 my respect factor for Mr. McGregor went up immensely. Yes. I appreciate That's the, the definition of anyone, anytime, anywhere. Exactly. You know, any weight. I mean, he doesn't care. No. He just know? wants and, to fight. he looks incredible. Dude. I see pictures of the side by side pictures yeah. of them at one forty five. The one that said salad versus salad steak. steak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. Yeah, we go and eat some steak. We put some food down, man. We can destroy well, a steak. He, he looks beastly. I seen his embedded video of, of his of his dinner that he was eating. 
It was like a, a four-pound salad. That was like a 24-ounce. I mean, he's yeah. putting away food that makes me say, man, I'm full. Right. You know, this guy is supposed to be a, is supposed to be a featherweight champion, and he's eating food like a heavyweight. Yeah. He called it the Roy Nelson diet. Right. <laughs> it's a little scary to think about, man, too, because it's like, you still got to go back down to 45 eventually yeah. and defend that title. Yeah. And then if you want to go, you know, 155 maybe. Yeah, I, I still think he wants... I think ideally 55 is probably the best place for him. I don't think 70 is going to work out in the long run, but who knows? Oh, who knows, yeah. Who knows? I, I can't say that. I, know I want to see him fight at 170 before I really yeah. you know, turn that corner and say that it's not going to be the place for him to be because maybe it is. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Maybe you're 100% right. So, so, let's, so we'll pick it back up. So Nate, Nate accepted the fight. Yeah. Uh, they finally got a weight. Yep, they got the weight. They decided the one seventy pound limit, and uh, then they had a press conference. Oh man! I and that so was funny. that was one of the most entertaining press conferences. <laughs> and I'm even, not even talking about the one today. We'll get to oh, that. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. The first one where these two are just sitting there jawing at each other. I, 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 like you were saying, I felt kind of bad for Nate. Like he had nothing. Uh, he was just like, everyone's on steroids. Yeah. Whole yeah. UFC's on steroids. Everyone's on steroids. And two of his teammates two of your have been Yeah, your two, two of your teammates have been popped. <laughs> and your brother can't piss clean for a fight to save his life. You somehow magically never pissed dirty for I me. have no idea how that's never happened. I don't either. But that was that was this only remark or response, and Connor completely and then is flattened. Then Diaz's coaches are like later, like, well, if he wasn't on steroids, why did he get so defensive? Why why did he go on the offensive and start attacking? When if I if I wasn't on steroids, I'd be like, I would just laugh at you and be like, no, I'm not on steroids. <laughs> but he got super defensive, so that means he's on steroids. That's the worst reasoning I've ever heard Get in my life. God, that. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous reasoning I've ever heard. Lots of people get pissed off when they accuse because they make it, you know, they, they go so far in their, in their athletic careers, never to, always being clean, following right. the rules, working harder than everybody else. That's on, you know, people that are on rights against them, and they're they're completely clean, and they get they get they get offensive because it's it's insulting. Yeah. It's completely insulting. Find me one fighter from SBG that's been that's ever tested positive for steroids, and let's run down the list of <laughs> the, the fighters from the two hundred nine fight team that have been. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was horrible. Your, two of your biggest premier names in Jake Shields and Gil Melendez both have pissed dirty. Both, yep. Yeah. And Connor never has. Yeah. Never been it for uh, any illegal substance, roids or otherwise. Right. Um, always been on point. Always been, always pissed clean. He said, you know, um, he, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but Connor said he was the most piss tested guy in 2015. He said he dropped like seven or eight times yeah. in 2015 out of competition in whatever, it never failed one. Nope. I don't know where those claims came Thanks. from because he came, because he jumped from. 45 to 170. This is 2016, man. The nutrition information we have today right. can let you do that naturally and and still be healthy. Right. You know, he can afford the best of the best. So, 
easily. You know, five, even five years ago, they weren't grating avocado seeds on their salad because it was a way to boost up metabolism. Right. They didn't know that. No, you know they weren't. You know they weren't slicing beets for everything because beets were the the best thing for your your blood circulation. You know they didn't have they didn't have a lot no, of knowledge. They just even you know, even five years ago, let alone today. But everyone's on steroids. Yeah, I'm excited for this fight. I think I actually think that uh, Nate being in there is going to sell. He's going to sell way more pay per views than even it would have. RDA would have. Yeah, definitely. That, that that fight was not being sold because of RDA. It was being sold because of a belt. Yeah. People were buying it to watch Connor fight for a belt. Not to watch Connor fight RDA. No. Now people want to watch Connor fight Nate Diaz. Yes. Yeah. They, they don't care if there's a belt to the line. No. It's, you know, they, Nate Diaz, as much as as much as I felt felt bad for him, I don't think he, he had any sort of game in, in the verbal part no, of No, but when he it has comes, a huge following. Yeah, when that cage door and when that cage door closes, it's business. Yeah, that man's business. He's all he's all about fighting and he may not be able to talk it he may not have the ability to talk it um as much as connor or whoever else but uh he has the ability to walk it yeah absolutely i i'm i'm excited i don't think it's gonna last long i don't see it going more than two because of i don't think nate's gonna be able to get himself conditionally in shape to go that long and i think connor's probably gonna put him away in the second but yeah um i think if it goes to two, Nate will be lucky. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it'll go. I think it'll at least go to, to the second. I, I don't think he gets put away in the first unless he does something really foolish and gets smacked and caught. Right. Which, but, but generally, either side can have that happen. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the worst fighter in the room can best the best fighter in the room with a lucky shot any given night. There's always that small chance. Right. And Nate is a hell of a fighter. Yeah. Um, his record may not reflect that at 19 and 10. You know, not the best record going in comparative to Connor's 19, 19 and 2. You know, and Connor's 89% knockout rate. Right. But that doesn't take away from Nate's toughness. No. It doesn't take away from, from Nate's ability to go in there and knock out anybody on right. any given night. He, he has that. Um, Plus, I, I don't think this is plus he's got the submission skills. He's got way better jitsu, way way. That's the jitsu. scary thing to me is is it going to the ground? If Nate gets you to the ground, man. Yeah. Yeah. One I, mistake I, and he's going to be putting you out with a with a freaking triangle while he's flipping you off. Like, you know, cheering to the crowd and you know. Yeah. Uh, we've seen that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about today's press conference uh, yes. that went on just before we we began recording. About it finished up about an hour before we we yeah. got together to record. You were at uh, you were at work. I was at work. To, you were able to catch some. Of I caught those. I caught some of the highlights, uh, okay. some videos. Um, I mean, nothing more. You know, just a bunch of trash talk mostly between the two of them and Misha Tate and Holly Holm want to make friendship bracelets. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not, that's not how you sell a fight. Man. You, gotta, you sell a fight on, on anger and opposition, hey. and, you know, emotion and you know, rivalry and so many other things. You know, you don't go in there and play patty cake with each other yeah. and make make friends. People don't want to buy a fight between two friends. They don't want to see friends go in there with with a nope. friendship bracelet. And that's why those and, two. Would not have sold any pay-per-views. But, uh... <laughs> normal, normal press conference. Pretty standard <laughs> business. 
Uh, and, fair for Connor. Until the last 30 seconds when they decided to square them off. Uh, and Mr. Diaz stuck his fist into Mr. McGregor's face. In which Connor smacked it away. And all hell broke loose. Yeah, that's when it really... That's when it really picked up. And you saw Nate getting tackled... Not tackled, but grabbed and pushed into the wall to be held back. While the police and everyone else... uh, Grabbed his brother and Jake Shields and the rest of the team to keep them from going after Connor. Yeah. Because Diaz brothers will fight anybody in a cage... Outside of the cage, in a bar. <laughs> ask the Nurmagomedov family. Well, it doesn't. They're hotheads in the lobby after the fights. You know, whatever. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. They don't care. Um, they just what, don't care. One of the fallout things that I that I mentioned to you that you, that you noticed as well was when it happened, the cops and other security. Tackled, pushed, removed Nate from the scene, and Dana immediately went to Connor to bring his his golden goose out of that situation. Get the money. Yeah, you look at at the at the aftermath, and rightfully so because there was more more than just Nate was there. He had teammates jump in too, so they they needed more people. Well, yeah, his brother got involved. You know, Nick Nick jumped up there. Jake, you know, Jake Shields jumped up there. There was other people from the team that jumped up there as well that uh, I don't remember who it was right now. Yeah, I don't but either. But there was, there was more people, you know, three, four guys in yep. total were up Lobov. there. Lobov. Lobov. Uh, yeah, there one. you go. Rustan Lobov, I think it is, or something um, like that. But Connor, you know, Not Connor, Rustan, there wasn't really, you know, he didn't, his team didn't jump up. I mean. Gunner, I think Gunner got up there to, to break it up. I think his. But I think if, if that kind of happened after Nate's boys jumped in. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't an immediate reaction. I think Gunner and it was Gunner didn't get physical. He just got in there to kind of break it up. Yeah, and help even out. Even the odds, right? Else, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone anyone expected the boys to jump. You know, it's supposed no. to be one on one fight, right? Yeah, <laughs> immediately a, here comes Nick. They didn't expect gang warfare, right? Well, so, you gotta always expect gang warfare when the, when the two oh nines in the in the house. You should because they are a close team. And they're all crazy, itchy trigger fingers, ready to throw shit crazy. So they shouldn't have expected that. And there was a there was a, a voiceover, and I don't know who did it. It was someone that that was still on that was still mic'd up or near a mic that was on, and they said, "Did you expect this to go any other way?" It was right at the end. It's probably shoulder. You know, it could, could have been. It's probably Dave's know. shoulder. That poor dude. Because if you watch, like Dana, Dana was in the middle at the beginning. And then as soon as it broke off, he kind of, like you said, he goes and grabs. Well, there's Dave Shoulder, who famously was the one in the middle of the Cormier-Jones fight in the MGM Grand. So, hmm. you know, that place has just got a little history yeah, of, yeah. of issues. But Shoulder's right in the middle of this again. Yeah. And he's the one that got, I think he's the one that got tossed from the stage when the fight broke out between Jones and Cormier. So... Poor Dave Shoulder. <laughs> Poor Dave Shoulder. Dave's such a nice guy. Like I follow Dave on Twitter, and he's really hilarious because all the you know people bring up that fight all the time, and people talk shit to him about everything. Because he's also the one that ends up hosting the press conferences when Dana doesn't feel like doing it. Right. He throws Shoulder out there, and, and so I just feel bad for Dave. He's always <laughs> caught up in the middle of that <laughs> the shit. He boy. seems he seems like he's such a nice guy. 
And somehow he's in the middle of They're always, the biggest brawls. Always. At press conferences. <laughs> so, who do you, we both taking Connor in this one? Yeah, I mean, just based a, on the short camp, I think, and that you just probably shouldn't pick against McGregor. I've learned... Uh, not the hard way, the easy way, because I've never picked, I've never picked against either. them. Me either. I'm not going to start now. You know, and I've, I've always been right. Yeah. You know, so until I'm proven wrong, he's one, he's one of those fighters, and there's a handful of them, like John Jones and so on, that until you prove me wrong, I'm going to pick you. I agree. Um, so in this fight, given all the variables, camp length, talent, mindset, Etc. Everything that you have going to fight, I think Connor has more advantage than Nate. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I'm saying probably the second round KO. They asked him they made in the, to the conference. Third, I'll be shocked. They asked you know the you know the Mystic Mac deal you know because he's called all of his shots or yeah, several of them. Pretty anyway. most of them. Exactly what it's going to happen and how. And they asked him that on this one, and Nate said, or excuse me, Connor said. I'm going to toy with them a little bit. I'm going to play with the band. It's going to be like a, a lion and a gazelle. And at the end of the first, he goes out. Okay. So, Ooh. if he picks this one right again, yeah. there's going to be something too that... Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a science behind that where he, he really knows exactly when he's going to lay out stuff. So. I mean, he pretty much has called everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, he told he tried to get Dana and, and uh, Lorenzo to make a bet with him that he was going to put Chad away in two. Right. I remember that one. Uh, he said he was putting Poirier away in one. He said he was going to obliterate Dennis Bermudez. Or not Bermudez, but uh, Dennis Silver. Mm. Seaver. Seaver, sorry. Yeah, yeah, which he know. did. And then, I think it was Diego Brando that he said he was going to put away early. Was then, Brando or Max, Maxi? Oh, Max went all three. Him and Max, he was the was, only one that's Max survived. Max was the only one, and that was the fight that he blew his knee. His originally blew his knee out and put him out for two years. It was one of his first fights in the UFC. Yeah, it was. It was early. It was like a second or okay. third, yeah. I think. Yeah, him and Holloway, he won that decision over Holloway. But that was the fight that he yeah that he tore his knee up and then was out for all that time. And had that surgery and stuff. Speaking of Holloway, then there's another thing about this, this uh, Connor before we, we move on from him. Did you see the embedded thing where Connor went up to that fan's... Department, yeah. How awesome was that? Really, you know that really. I mean, that made that guy's life. Oh, absolutely. You know, it didn't make his day or his year. That made his life to see. Yeah, it was a cool thing. You know, if you guys haven't seen it, there was this cat that had a cutout of Connor in the fight position, had an Irish flag draped over his balcony, and had stuff outside so everybody could see it. That drove by down the strip, they could see Connor all the time from his window. Connor's driving by to go to training, sees this, you know. The guy's on his balcony. He's, yeah, Connor. You know, he sees Connor driving by, and Connor says, "I'm coming up there tomorrow." And he went into the dude's house, signed a bunch of stuff for him. Yeah, took a bunch of pictures. It was super. Just awesome, talked man. with the guy. That's. I mean, it's just another reason to like him. Yeah, you know, that's uh, how for, he didn't have to do that for every hundred reasons that you can try to find to dislike the guy. I mean, that's that right I've there. I've never seen another fighter. Do something. Just randomly no. walk into a, a fan's house. Take time out of your extremely busy schedule. I don't think anybody has a busier schedule. No. You know, aside of Ronda Rousey, than than Conor McGregor. Yep. Um, and he doesn't have outside stuff. He's just so busy from, uh, 
UFC and MMA. He does. I mean, he's not doing movies or any of that no. crap. Yeah, he turns down everything because he wants to focus on fighting. So he going to a fan's house, signing his hats and his shirts, and you know, uh, talking with the guy, taking pictures, spending some time with him. You know, half hour, if even if it was that, I don't know. Uh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Commendable. Scene. Super commendable. It's an awesome thing to do for your fans. Like, it's just it's the, another the reason payback. I like the guy. So I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was it was an extremely cool moment yeah. in in Connor's history, and that guy that I did that for will never ever forget. He'll go to his grave. Oh with yeah, those, those sons, you know, short of maybe the day that his kids, if the guy has kids or ever has kids, you know, that being born, it might be one of the greatest days of his yeah. life. Yeah, he was tearing up on camera. Yeah. You know, he said, here we go again, you know, and he's, uh, that's how special it was to that one person. So. Amazing. I, it's, I know, just another thing I wanted to bring yep. up to, you know. Great point. Reiterate. The guy's, a, he's a good, good guy. good stuff about him. It's not all trash talk and, and fists and knuckles and. Showmanship. You and, know, it's not all about that. He, he respects all of his fans well, he, very much. He knows where he came from and he's never forgotten about that. He's he had a you know blue collar upbringing. Yeah, I mean he was working poor. Yeah, when he, especially when he first started fighting. I mean his girlfriend supported, supported him. Supported him every step of the way and never asked anything of him other than to give hundred percent to, yeah. go to fight. his fight game. Go fight and go win. And you know he's he didn't make it rich and ditch over some model or something nope. that we see a lot. Which he totally yeah. You know that that happens. Travis Brown <coughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> he didn't do that. He stayed true to the people that were true to him and continues to do so. And just another reason why I like the guy. Yeah, me too, man. I, I, I'm glad you brought that point up, too. It's good. So, and, you know, I pick Connor. Yeah. I, it's a safe bet. I, I, I think even in a full camp, I think Connor would defeat Nate. I think so, too. And uh, I'm looking forward to his 170 debut because. Maybe we haven't seen the best Connor yet, and that's scary. That is kind of scary you know, to think for, about for those for everybody else that has to fight him. That's you know, what if one seventy where he's destined to be, and he's going to be even better here. Yeah, possibility. That's it's true. So, yeah, I, I want to see him do one seventy. I want to see him do fifty five. I want to see him defend that featherweight. I want to see the guy jump all these weights naturally, like he can. And dominate everybody. Yeah, How it, awesome it, that it would be, be great. It would be you know, that'd be history. Yeah, it's a feat that nobody's ever accomplished. So, so we're getting to see the Michael Jordan in the making of MMA. Quite possibly. You know? I mean, if he sweeps these title fights, you know, he, he could go down as the greatest of all time. So that's gonna be it's gonna be this weekend. Yep, this Saturday night on pay per view. It's gonna break. It's gonna break a lot of records. I think it's so. Gonna sell a lot of pay per views on the backs of those two because. The fights that we're, we're going to talk about next are not going to break any records. No, <laughs> no, not at all. In the co-main event, got Holly Holm defending her bantamweight title for the first time against perennial title uh, contender Misha. Oh my God, so hot take. Oh, unbelievable. I hate Brian Carraway. I hate you, Brian Carraway. <laughs> not only are you a douche, I'd fight him. I'd fight him for the chance. Oh my God, I would fight him. I'd fight him just because he's a douche. <laughs> Then you telling me that Fair. I got then you telling me I got a shot of Misha on top of it? Fair point. Yeah. Fair point, my friend. Uh this is not the slam dunk uh win for Holly Holm that a lot of people think it's gonna be. It's not. Um I mean we've talked about it on the show. You guys, you especially were, were calling for this fight um 
a long time ago. I said it didn't make sense at the time because if you were going to try to do Ronda and Holly at 200, there was no sense in risking this fight. And the reason why I had said that was because of how risky this fight is for Holly Holm. It is. She is a dangerous, dangerous person. And what she did to Ronda was unprecedented. Yeah. But Misha is a completely different animal. Yes. Just because Misha got beat by Ronda twice... <clears throat> Sorry. Um, MMA math does not mean that just because Holly beat Ronda and Ronda beat Misha, that equals Holly's instant no. victory over Misha. Misha no. is a different animal who comes with an extensive grappling background, something that Ronda doesn't have. Ronda is a prof- is a judoka. She's a great judoka, but but wrestling, she is not a wrestler. Greco, she is know. not a wrestler. Doesn't have the knees for it. Misha, that's what she came up in. And she's a good striker. Yeah. She was the first one really to put it on Ronda's chin. Right. The only one that has ever taken Ronda out of one round. Yeah, I mean, they went three. They went three. Ever in MMA, anyway. Yeah, so I don't don't think it's necessarily the... the, It's not the slam dunk instant victory for Holly. It's not. This is going to be a fight, and and it's a scary one. I don't... I don't know... I honestly think Misha has a, a good chance of beating I think she her. does too. And the thing is, is that I want her to win because I think she deserves to hold that. She I would like to see her get so that title. She's so dedicated to, to her craft and she loves it, this this business. I would love to see her at some point get a run with that belt for two, three, four fights. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if she will and, and I don't even think she will, but I think... Just for the the amount of dedication she puts forward to it, Completely. I'd like to see her do it. She's deserving. There's nobody Very. else. There's nobody else in there that's as deserving of this title shot and a title no. shot. Period. No, as Misha is. No, I um, agree. But it's also it's a scary fight for her, man. She's never fought a striker like Holly. She's fought some good strikers. Yeah, but but there no. is nobody in the women's division like Holly. At least no. at 135. No, there's not. Um, I mean, clearly you got, you, you know, you want to do a J-check down there at 115, but... At this weight, Holly's very dangerous. Very much. And, boy, you know, I, I want to see, <coughs> see Misha do this. The thing is, is Misha's not... Holly's strategy for that Ronda fight was perfect for fighting Ronda. Very. But are we going to see the Misha, or the, I'm sorry, the Holly Holm that fought against Rocky Pennington... And, and fought, uh, who was the other fight she had before she fought Ronda? Um, crap. But uh, unimpressive, nonetheless. Uh, Marion Renault. Renault. Oh, she fought Marion Renault. Two decisions. She got a split decision over Rocky, who is a good boxer. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, man, if, 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 Ron, or if Ronda, if Misha can get this fight to the ground. It's a scary place for Holly to be. We haven't. We've seen never that. seen her down there before. We haven't seen her tested like yeah. that. I mean, we're she's never been down. taken down, has she? Oh, she's take got a seventy percent defense, so she's Holly's got a hundred percent takedown defense. Oh yeah, she's never, Holly's never been taken down. Yeah. We've never seen her on the ground at all. No. Um, and so she's got. She averages what point eight three or is that eight? Eight three. Yeah, so .83 takedowns. I 
want to see how she responds when she does get yeah, taken down. Yeah, because eventually it's going to happen. Yeah, eventually she's going to get taken to the ground, and I think Misha's going to be the one to do it. She hasn't fought anybody with great wrestling in the UFC yet, so it's scary to me. It's not. It's not a good fight for Holly, and I, I, I kind of am leaning towards Misha. I want to say Misha as well, um, probably more because I want it more than anything else. Um, conventional wisdom would tell me to pick the champion. Yeah. In this fight, just because of the windfall of, of beating, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. But was that a victim of the moment of, of God, that's being, the thing. of being prepared for one fight? Yeah. And one opponent, because Misha's not going to come charging at you like Ronda. Not did. like that. She's going to lay back and wait. She's not going to feed you. Uh uh-uh. uh And then Ronda fed right into Holly's strength. I don't think Misha, Misha's a smarter fighter than that. Yeah, well, she's smarter. an extremely smart fighter. The only reason that she gets overshadowed so much is because she got beat by Ronda. By the Rousey, right? Other than that, I mean, she lost a close fight to Cat. That was a kind of a controversial fight. Yeah. Other than that, though, she is dominated. She's beating up everybody. Everybody else, else in the UFC. Seventeen wins is a lot of wins for an MMA division that is That's still in its infancy. It's right. still developing. Right. Um, you know the the women are just now getting their. She's had twenty two fights. That's a lot. You no, know, Holly's only at number ten. And only her fourth. In the UFC, right? Only four. I mean, she had a she had a busy 2015. Yeah, she had three fights, and you know, for for the women's division, that's 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 a good number. Yeah, Not even for the men, any division, three fights in a year. That's that's a that's, that's a good yeah, year. That's a great year. And three victories and a championship win on top of that one. She had a hell of a 2015. She can pick up this this win to start 2016. Could be another great year. Yeah, oh yeah. If she picks um, up this win in 20 for to start 2016, it's it's great. I mean, it's the it's the toughest competition overall that as an MMA fighter that you're going to face in the UFC yet. Yeah. Ronda was a was a force to be reckoned with when she fought her. But as far as a complete MMA fighter, Ronda Rousey, Ronnie Rousey was not. No, Misha Tate is close to that. I, I want. I want to pick Misha. Okay. I want to pick Misha to to break that takedown defense of of Holly's. She may eat something going in, but she can survive the strikes moving in and wrap those legs up and get her down. Misha's gonna have a field day with yeah, her on the ground. I agree. She's, she's just gonna feel like a buffet. That's what I think is. That's what I feel like too. Um, am I going to, I won't be shocked if Holly pulls this nah, victory out at all. No, me neither. At all. Mm-mm. But there's just, Misha has the weapons that Holly, I want to see what Holly's defense is like yeah. against those kind of weapons or someone with that kind of skill. Yeah. She's not going to, she's not going to chase after her. She's not going to run straight at her like Ronda. Right. She's going to wait and she's going to strike. Patience. She's got five rounds. You know, she doesn't have to. To push and press and try to and how, impress. How is Holly's striking going to be effectively? How effective is her striking going to be when she has to worry about being taken down? She didn't have to. All she had to worry about with Ronda as far as takedowns is not getting close enough 
where she can grab a hold of her. Yeah, she just, all she worry about is not getting thrown. Now you got to worry about trying to throw a kick. If I miss, and she's going to dive on that, my legs. That leg's gone. Or if I throw a punch off balance, am I going to get taken down? Yeah, like, she's going to hit the waist. And so where... That's too many weapons in Misha's mm-hmm. in Misha's toolbox. You know, um, Rhonda had a hammer, and that's it. Where Misha's got a screwdriver, she's got a wrench, she's yep. got an Allen wrench, she's got saw, she's got so many tools. Um, and I think that's the UFC. I think was scared to make this fight because they didn't want to put her against Misha before that rematch. If Rhonda wasn't so adamant about taking a whole year plus, yeah, off, this fight wouldn't happen. This doesn't happen. No. Yeah. They're only yeah. This fight happened because Ronda's not going to be there. They got to put Holly in. Yeah. You can't leave her out for a year. She said in this this last press conference she didn't want to be out that year. No, you know you basically reiterated everything that we said. You know if, if she wanted she she felt Ronda was deserving of an immediate rematch. She wanted to give her an immediate rematch, but she didn't want to sit out for over a year right. and wait for it. Exactly. Know? She wanted to take six weeks off to vacation or whatever when she won. And, you know she had, she had three there. fights. She wanted to take a little bit of time off, and she did that, and now it's time. Yep. And that's that's the truth. I mean, she can't. You can't have a champion on a champion on the shelf for a year, year and a half, to wait on one opponent. Yep. You got to move on, and this is the right place to move on. And um, uh, man, good. I think Misha grinds it out with the decision. Yes. I really want to see. I I, I want to see her. I, I want to see her submit. Holly, I want to take her down and submit her. That would be something. And that would make my night. That would that be something. That would be so amazing. <laughs> if she could pull off a sub against Holly, yeah. that'd be cool. She's pulled off a lot of subs. She has. She has. Thirty-five percent of her victories came by that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. You know, that's that's a pretty good number. I take it. She's so sexy too. <laughs> Yeah, she's got that too. I can't wait to watch her weigh in tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, dude. She's got a booty. I'm I'm, I'm gonna pick her because I want to see it win, and I think she has a legit shot. Yeah, both, I do too. On both of those, one hundred percent agree. You know the fan, the fan, not the podcast, but just the fan. And he wants to see her win. She's deserving. She she does deserve to be yeah. able to hold that strap, man. <laughs> uh, in the well. In the nothing, it's not a co-main event. Just in in the third, of the, main card. The, the third fight of the main card, Gian Valente, number thirteenth ranked, is taking on Eli Latifi. Uh, both these guys, it's a two hundred five fight. So Gian Valente, number thirteen and two hundred five. Uh, fourteen and six for Valente. Latifi is twelve and four with one no contest. It looks like both these guys like to finish fights. Uh, Latifi's got a 50% KO and a 33% sub. While Valente likes to just knock people out pretty much and get a few decisions here and there. Some of the some of our stats are missing from Latifi. Apparently he has a zero-inch leg reach. Yeah, no no leg reach <laughs> at all. He's they just fighting his, on nubs. Uh, takedown defended. Apparently he's never defended a takedown before. I'm going to say, I'm going to just go ahead and pick Volante in this. He's been on a roll. Yeah. Uh, Volante has, I think he knocks him out second exactly. round probably. I'm with you, 100%. 100%. Volante's going to move up uh, yeah, the he's, 205 ladder 
and he's going to have some stiff competition coming up there, but I think he holds himself up very well. Yeah. And continues to move up. I want you know, get him into the top ten. Let's see him fight some, some good competition there and yeah. uh, and see what this kid's really made of because he, he's – I've enjoyed watching him fight. He's so been I. impressive when he has fought. Absolutely. I don't know if Latifi definitely the – Yeah, I don't think Latifi's that – for him to really shine. But, no, but it's just uh, another just another win to get you another in. payday and yep. it's a, Get you into that top ten. I mean, I don't even know if this win will crack the top ten. I mean, he might move one up or two. one or two maybe. It's going to also depend on the fallout of the fight before it because uh, both of those guys are ranked 205 pounders, if I remember correctly. Let's take a look at uh, Oh, no, Tom is no longer. But So, yeah, so Corey Anderson sitting right in front of him at number 12, taking on Filthy Tom Waller. I thought Tom was ranked in the top 15. I thought he was but too, but... Uh, apparently not. Uh, love watching Tom Waller fight. I like listening to Tom Waller as a podcaster as well. Yeah. Uh, very entertaining yeah. with Front Row Brian. Fun Twitter follow as well. Absolutely. But I don't... I don't, I don't know like if he's going to be enough man. for Mr. Beast in 25 I, I don't like his chances against Corey Anderson, man. Corey Anderson is, is a tough, tough guy. He, he, he doesn't gas. He is so in shape, and he's, he's an amazing fighter. Um Great young kid coming up, eight and one record. You know he's got the he's got the whole division ahead of him, uh, and he's got a long career ahead of him. And I think this one is just another. I think it's going to be nine and one after I this agree. fight said and done. Um, I agree. Uh, he, I the love thing Tom. With Corey but... is he needs to finish more. Yep. He needs to. He, he's getting a lot of decision victories, and we know that the UFC brass likes finishes. Oh yeah. You know. Uh, a win is a win is a win. You take a win however you can get it. Exactly. Decision or not. I don't care if you have a 100% decision rate. If you're winning, you're winning. GSP, prime example. Champion right. with the most decisions you know, in UFC history, and he's re- highly regarded as one of the greatest one of, the of all greatest. time. So I don't care how you win it, but we know they like to see finishes. Yep. You know, uh, the age-old thing of... Don't let it go to the judges. Yeah, you know, don't, that, don't put it in another person's Dana, hand. Dana, that's that's the gospel of Dana yeah. White. Is don't you don't like it, it the way it goes? Don't put it in their hands. Take it, take control yourself. The thing, the thing that that Tom Lawler is is going to be, I think, the toughest test that Corey Anderson's faced. Without a doubt, uh, Tom's. A, I mean, he's a veteran. He's been around forever. Tom was in the Ultimate Fighter season. Five, I oh. think. I mean, he had a layoff. He got injured and then right. didn't fight for quite a long time. They weren't knocking on his door, which, whatever. But I'm with you. I think Corey Anderson's going to take this one, but I don't think it's going to be easy. It's going to yeah. be a decision. Yeah, it's going to have another I, one. And I think Tom's going to definitely going to shake his world up a little bit. Absolutely. And, and if he sleeps on Tom Waller, he's going to go to sleep. Oh, if he doesn't come in. Head on his shoulders. He's going to get that head knocked off his shoulders. But Tom, Tom, one of my favorite uh, favorite entrances in UFC. Uh, he's always pretty wins with Tom Lawler, and then his entrances are usually pretty fun to watch. Yeah, um, he he's, he's a great a little, personality. Yeah, he really is. he's a big wrestling fan, so he he loves showmanship. Yeah, and he gets it. He knows he knows how to uh, how to sell the gimmick, which which I really like about Tom. But yeah, he's a, lot a of people... he's a super smart Mark. He reminds me of a, yeah. a little bit of Chael. A lot a lot of people need to adopt a little bit more of that. Um, MMA purists don't like it as much, but 
this is entertainment too, man. This yeah. Is, you know, it's a sport. Don't go out. Don't go out and try to sell the fake bullshit, but no, but no, give no. me a little showmanship. Yeah, have a little, you know, give a little show to the fans. You know, it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to go over the top or anything. But you can you can talk your way into big money fights. Oh yeah, if you know how to properly do it. Yep. You know, still being legit to your sport, but you know, I like his personality. I do I, too. I, mean, that's just, I do too. He's definitely he's a good personality, and and he's he's fun to watch. So we both we both think Anderson Corey's gonna I, win this fight, yeah. but don't sleep on Tom Lawler, no, man. No, don't at all. And I hope that Corey Anderson doesn't make that mistake because otherwise he's gonna he's gonna end up. If eight he and does, two. he's gonna he's easily going to be eight and two. Uh, let's round out the the main, main card. card. That's uh, a fight I'm extremely looking. Me forward too. To. Me too. Uh, number four ranked Amanda Nunes or Nunez, depending on how you want to pronounce it. I think it's properly Nunes. I, th- I believe it is a properly Nunes, Nunes but, as well, uh, but everybody always wants Amanda Nunes. It all depends on which announcer you got at the yep. Yep. But She's number four ranked in the women's bantamweight division, taking on number ten ranked Valentina. Damn it. I practiced this. I, I swear to God, I practiced this like six times before we went live. Nope, you said it. Shevchenko. Yep, that one. Shevchenko. damn Russians. <laughs> She's one of the worst ones for me too, because most of the time I can nail those Russian names. But she, yep, I can't even. She's, di- she's from Kyrgyzstan. Close enough. Russia. Russia. Yeah, she's from Russia. This is an exciting fight. Yeah, she's a tough, tough woman. Both these girls. I mean, we got a great striking specialist in Amanda Nunes. Eighty-two percent KOs with an eleven and four record. Yeah. And Valentina, because I'm not going to try your last name again. <laughs> She's a subspecialist, 42 percent, 12 and one. But she can throw. But too. she can throw. She, and we saw that yeah. in her last fight. Oh She man. can throw them she hands. Beat, uh, who was that? She beat the tar out of. This was that JoJo? Yeah, it might have been. No, JoJo's 115, brother. Um, Sarah Kaufman. Sarah Kaufman. I knew it was somebody we knew. Yeah, beat she beat the brakes off of Sarah Kaufman. And Amanda News is somebody that they've been, you know, they've been talking about for a while. Yeah. Of, you know, before Betch actually fought Ronda, there was a lot of talk about her. Yeah, I remember that. Um, she's, she's an animal. A straight animal. For being 11-4 and four and having zero decisions in a 135-pound weight class. Right. Wow. Right. You know, you talk, we, we just talked about, you know, the, the brass-loving finishers. She's a finisher. If she finishes this one, she's she's got it. She's gonna be up there for a title talk. I mean, she has to be. Has I, to. I be. mean, you got too many rematches that are gonna get in the way. You got to do Ronda and Holly, but she's sitting there knocking on that door. She might get lost in the shuffle for a little while. She's probably gonna have to fight one more fight, either a, a cat if she wins this fight. Obviously, you know, she got to get past Valentino, which is no easy feat. But say say she does, she's gonna have to probably fight a cat, or even depending on what happens, if Misha loses, Amisha, someone in the top, someone in that top two. It'll be ranked four now, and if she gets past number ten, that's that's a that's a hell of a start. Oh, it really is. And and in any other situation, I think she would probably be sitting at a title yeah, shot. There's just too much but, going on. At the yeah, top with, right with, now. there's too way too much going on at the top that's got to shake out before anything else is going to happen. I'm so. just looking forward to it because I know it's going to be it's going to be a a hell of a, of a striking war. Yeah. Between the two, and you know, 
Valentina may go for some takedowns, but ultimately, uh, I think they're both going to rely on their fists. I do too. And that's going to make guess, for an exciting, yep. exciting bout yep. between these two. I'm going to go with Amanda Nunes. I'm going to go with Amanda Nunes as I well. Think, uh, third round KO. Uh, I think that uh, she finishes, whether it be second or third. Yeah, I was leaning into the second, but I don't know. Well, it, second, and I think that, uh, that's going to be such a great addition to add to her story as we keep and previewing it, her fights. Yep. And, you know, another finish that's just more that we can we can add to her, her history. And a great start to the pay-per-view. Man. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be the way to kick it off. They're gonna, they're gonna, these girls are gonna set the tone, and it's gonna be up to the rest of the card to follow. Yeah, it. I agree. And I don't know if you want to follow these two because they're gonna put everything out there. No, you know? I don't. I don't know if you want to follow it either. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's that's gonna be a good fight. It's gonna be fun. Um, there's some you know, overall the card not the greatest. No, not really. There's 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 three fights on on the main card. I'm, I'm very much looking forward yep. to. Uh, there's, there's there's two that are in there that's kind of filler to me. Yep. Uh, you know, Volante and Anderson that we both picked to win, but their their fights are not necessarily. The, when you consider you have Connor and Diaz as the main event, all the other fights kind of get overshadowed. Yeah, and I, I as good as they may be, and they may be great fights. Yeah, well, I. I I think it has the potential to be a very good card. On paper, it's a little underwhelming yeah, aside from some of the... Especially if you compare it to some of the other pay-per-views that are coming up. Oh, man. Um, like and next, even the main... Even not a pay-per-view. Remember to get off and oh, Tony's yeah, card. Tony's card. That card on paper looks phenomenal. Hunt and Mir's got a pretty good card. Yeah. Uh, I think that's got Rose and Tisha Torres on it oh, as, yeah. also. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so there are, I mean, well, you know, look at next, at 197, that's... That's, that's, that's a great, yep. that's a great car, too. Um, so, I, I, like I said, when we first started breaking this down, McGregor saved this card because yeah. the, the, on the strength of the rest of the fights alone, there was no way this was worth $60. No, and they would have had, you know, record lows. Oh, my God, it would have been worse than Mighty Mouse. I, I don't know if they would have broke... I mean, Mighty Mouse does about 125,000. Yeah. 125,000 buys. They might have been even lower than that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't see yeah. Misha and, and nobody's, Holly carrying. Nobody's invested in, in Holly enough yet. She's had one big fight. Yep. One. And now. I mean, two if you want to count the one that she got her arm broken in. And, and she's had the, the Ronda fight. That's it. Yeah, she's fought Ronda. Everything banks off of that one. Yep. Nobody. I mean, nobody really remembers the other two. They they know of them and they remember them. Yes, but they're not memorable. Nope. The one that she had was memorable. She's got the Ronda thing, and even to this, and, and, I, and she need, and Holly needs this win over Tate so bad because she has to escape that Ronda. Yeah, she needs to legitimize. They're still it. bringing up Ronda in her press. Conferences. Oh yeah, and they're going That's to. What they're talking about to her. She's. She's and, handling it like a pro, until, but I would be frustrated. At oh, yeah, point. I'd be sick of it. But until those two get back in the cage and settle it, yeah, no one's ever going to stop talking about it. I'd be pissed. It. I'd it's, be like, it's, you know, quit bringing her up. That's over. I it's won. It's the Ronda Cyborg thing. You know what I mean? Like, even though that, even though those two, Holly and Ronda fought, it's still just that thing that's looming over there that yeah. can, you know, did she legitimately, was it real? Was it just all the, the uh, not focusing on the fights yeah. on Ronda's part? Um, 
she needs this to legitimize. Not that I don't think she needs it, but I think in the eyes of the mainstream, That's, she definitely needs this fight to legitimize. Yeah. I, I 100% believe Holly Holm is a legitimate champion. So am I, and, and uh, we, we were both very adamant about when she first came in about her being a future champion. Not necessarily as soon as it happened, but right. eventually she was going to be a champion because yep. she was that good. We knew it, we could see it from the beginning, but um, the whirlwind that happened, you know, she's again. I would I would just be frustrated of her of uh, constantly every interview that I see, every interview that I see with her. I'm not saying just a few. No, every, every single, single one. one. Rhonda's name. Is Rhonda's mentioned. name's always dropped in there. I would be. I would be. So frustrated to the point where I would I would tell the interviewer if you mentioned her name and walking out. Yep. I, I would I wouldn't I would blame be her. to that point where I would be it's been months. I'm sick of it. Yep. I'm the champion. Talk about my future, not my past. Yep, I agree. Kudos to her for being uber professional, professional about extremely. all of it. Extremely. All of it. So what do we, we got in the prelims that you're that you're, um, looking, that you're looking forward to seeing? Is there a, a specific fight in the prelims that you think is going to stand out? Uh, early prelims. I'm definitely excited about Diego yeah. and Jim Miller. And I and we were talking about that this earlier, and I forgot that this was something that they started doing because we were saying, "Why are these guys on the early prelims?" But remembering back to uh, Duffy and Poirier, yeah, where they put them on on the early prelims to keep trying to draw more people to fight past. Exactly, and that, and what a way to do that is by putting Diego Sanchez and Jim Miller. On. Yep. Two guys wow. that, that both are kind of in a bad way, but they, they scrap. Their names, they fight, they're good, people know them, people yep. want to see them. Yep. You know, people want to see Diego Sanchez fight us because he's Diego Sanchez and look what the look at the wars he's put on Absolutely. in the past. You know. I'll always refer to Gilbert and Diego as my favorite fight I've ever watched. Yeah. That was such a war. That was a good you know, fight. It was so fun to watch and uh Diego always does that. He's so ballsy, you know. He just bites down and swings, and if he gets hit, he does, you know he pumps his yeah, chest. Yeah, like, come on, bring me I more. Want more. Let's hit go me again. I'll, I'll hit you back. You know, uh, there's not a lot of technicians in that fight. No, it's just good. <laughs> there's not a lot of mechanics there, but they're two tough men that that's good. I am definitely looking forward to Two that. guys that need to get back on the winning track as well, so it's going to be good for whoever gets it. That's to, a good to spot for them both to be in right I now. I agree. In a fight against a veteran on both sides, against a great fighter on both sides. Uh, what about you? Any Anything else? Aside from that, in the, in just in the prelims, I enjoy Eric Silva's yeah. matches. Oh, I forgot about Eric Silva. I, I personally, I know that he doesn't, you know, he's he's a stringy fight. He's not a stringy fight. He doesn't string together wins. He's win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Kind but of he's guy. always, he always puts on a good Man, fight. Man, he is such, he's he's incredible jiu-jitsu. Yeah, his submission skills are insane. And he's strong as an ox. He, he's he's always in, in, in the kind of shape that makes him look scary. Or he's in the kind of shape that makes him look flabby. He's never consistent. Right. That's why he's never he's not he's never been ranked in the top fifteen. He's never broken that shell. But he's always one of those fighters where people are like, I don't want to fight him. No. I don't want to fight him. You know, it doesn't do me any good because he's not ranked and he'll probably beat me. You he's know? a guy I would like to watch fight Damian Maya. Oh man. Just a dream. Just a oh, dream man. fight as a, as a Jits fan. How and 
impressive would that be to see those two? You would have wow. so many people booing because they oh, would. Oh, screw them. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But you know, you know the yeah. Boo Birds would just be out in full effect. But that fight would be, especially oh. now that he's down, that Damien's fighting at 170. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Be, you put those two in there, I would be in heaven. I would, too. I'd be so stoked to watch that fight. And uh, no, uh, Nordine Taleb. Nordine Taleb. You know, not a lot to say about him. Mostly looking forward to this fight because I, I really like Eric Silva. I forgot about Eric Silva. Yeah. I, mean, I am excited for that fight. So More that, so than the than the, uh, than the main quote-unquote fight of the prelims with uh, Thatch. Thatch and Baharad... Bahad, There's another one we, I practiced. Bahadrazada. 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 Siler Bahad... Yep, that. <laughs> F it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a wrap on those names. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm definitely more excited about yeah. this the Silva fight than and watching Thatch even. And but other than that, there really isn't anything else on the prelims that Elkins Darren Elkins and Skelly. And Skelly. We could we could say that that's gonna be yeah. Yeah, that'll be okay. Elkins at number eleven, and Skelly just—he's fun. He puts on good fights. He's a scrapper, as his name says. He's only lost once. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't realize going into looking, even looking at this, that Skelly's only lost one fight. I didn't realize how impressive his record really is. Right, fifteen. He quietly just put together a fifteen and one. Good sub skills. Uh, this could be an exciting fight. Could be an exciting fight. Who's Skelly? It could be really beneficial to Skelly. Yeah, what's his first loss? Was it his first loss in the UFC? Some, some guy. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, and he's he's put together four. You know, he I don't really see any names in there that he's beaten. No, I mean Kevin uh, Kevin Souza is probably the biggest name. Uh, yeah, he, he took him out in the second round. Right. What about Elkins? Who's he's eleventh, so he's got to have some wins over. I'm trying to think of his up. last, yeah, his last fight. I don't remember what. His last fight was a win Robert over Whiteford. Rob, Rob Whiteford. He's got lost to so Jeremy Stevens and Hawkwind Diaz. So he's a stre- definitely a streaky fighter himself. Uh, he put together five. Uh, then he lost. Years to, yeah, then he lost to Mendez. No, it's five years ago. Yeah, right, right. He's worked his way back up to eleventh rank. At 45, so uh, you know, could be a good fight. Um, it's got the potential to be a good fight. Skelly has a lot to gain here because he could break into definitely, the 15. Definitely more, it's definitely more beneficial if Skelly picks up the win than Elkins. Elkins may drop to 13, 14, Skelly may come up to 15, 15 or even higher. You know, you know they may, they may even, yeah, they may even put him a, 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 a rank above. Elkins, if he gets the win, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot on the line for this young kid. Yeah, this is definitely uh, definitely a good fight for Skelly if he can get this win. It's going to propel him up there higher. What do you think, card? Um, I think it's got the potential to be a pretty good card. Uh, you know, I'll save my judgment obviously for for post, but uh, I've, I've got high expectat- higher expectations. For uh, I'm more excited now, like I was saying about McGregor Diaz, than I think I was for McGregor RDA, just yeah. because of the shit talking. And put the take the belts out of the equation, because anytime a fighter fights for a belt, it's a big deal. Yep. Um, but once you take the belt out of the equation, RDA 
is not Nate Diaz. No, he, I mean um, he is an animal. Oh, he is. But I'm as not far he's as, as a fighter, no, I know what you mean. He, he's not the guy that, that build up the to the headline, fight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to sell. 800,000 pay-per-views. Yeah, RDA is not selling tickets. The Diaz brothers sell tickets. All the time. Win, lose, or draw. Wolf tickets, as they like to oh, call them. Oh, yeah. They want to see... The Diaz wolf tickets. They want to see those boys fight. Yep. People love those guys. I love so them. So you put those uh, built-in fans of RDA a quarter-plus million buys. You put in Connor's ability to sell a million buys, which he's already done. Yeah. You know, him and Aldo did. Um, do they break the Aldo fight? Record probably, probably not, probably not. But they'll probably have a good chance to get in the nine hundred thousand range. I think so. You know? I think eight hundred is a definitely a reasonable uh, figure for this fight. Cormier and Jones at eight seventy five. Uh, it was I, estimated eight seventy five to nine twenty five. I think that card's going to do even better this time. On the around. last time around, oh. this time around, that card is way more stacked too. So yeah, that, that, that I'm looking forward to it. Man. I am too. It's going to be a great night of fights. I'm excited for this weekend. Really am. I'll be fun to, you know, just look forward to getting together with the guys and mm-hmm. enjoying the fights, eating some foods. And... So we got a little bit of news before we uh, before we head on out of here. Uh, this is actually a follow up to a story we did a couple of weeks before our hiatus, where Vanille uh, Silva was um, recently handed his three year suspension, which is retroactive back to 2014. Making him ineligible to fight in the United States, well, in Nevada specifically. Nevada specifically. But most 90%, 99% of the commissions go off of what Nevada does. So he can't fight in in Nevada anywhere. We'll see if any other states license him. But he was reinstated, um, or he's eligible for reinstatement in 2017. And as of last night, he now is employed by Bellator MMA. To what they, they. Call a multi-fight. A multi-fight. I think it was a three-fight deal. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he, he has. He can't fight in Nevada until 2017. So who knows what they're going to do with him till next year? It's likely that ban is U.S. Yeah, I would think, likely. I would think they're going to attempt to try to do a U.S. fight somewhere else and see if another licensing commission will. Will give him a well, license. Might be other state, we'll you know, see that does that just wants the, the but, income or something. Yeah, but most don't go against what Nevada does. No. My my estimate and what I think is going to probably happen is he's going to fight in Japan against Fedor with a little Ryzen uh, team up. Which even back then when we first started talking about him, well, they signing was where we thought he. Was yeah, going we to thought we thought for sure he was going to go to Ryzen. Changed with me. Yeah, I, I thought for that, sure that, he was going to Ryzen just because of the ban. But Coker's willing to take the chance and sit him. So I, you have to, you can't sit the guy for over a year. He's old. He's in his forties. He's thirty nine. He's thirty nine. Okay, I thought he, he I thought he, he had hit forty already. He will be in his forties when he's pushing forty one by the time yeah. he is eligible to fight. And even though we know age doesn't really matter in Bellator, see Ken Shamrock in. That's <laughs> something. Okay, we need to touch on that when we get done with these news stories because okay. we didn't get to talk about that. Debacle. <laughs> that was Bellator 149. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, is going to fight for Bellator. Uh, probably going to fight in Ryzen for his first fight in Japan. Some kind of card, whatever, between the two of them. Good for Vanderlei. I'm glad he's, you know, whatever. I'm, I'll be happy to see the axe murder in the cage one more time, even if it's a freak fight. Yeah, I would be too. Uh, I liked watching the fights before. 
Uh, Put him in there with Dada 5000 and let him kill him. Whatever. That'd be fun to see. Yeah. I yeah. don't mind seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other news story that kind of has a little bit of, of uh, ties to us. Uh, Detroit native and former Muskegon Community College Jayhawk Darren Crookshanks, 13-fight veteran, was released by the promotion. We actually called this after his last fight. Um... We called this before his last, last fight. fight. Yeah, he, if he, he lost. It was if, if he lost this one. I think it was to Felder. If he loses this one, we we won't see him in the UFC anymore. Yep. And he lost this one, and he was released. released. So no big shock. I'm I'm very confident that Darren's going to end up somewhere else, Bellator, more than likely. Most likely. Um, but Darren's a good fighter. He just. I, I think the thing that hurts him the most is his training camp. He he still trains here in Michigan, which is good, but you got to get out and train with other fighters. There's yeah. not there's not a large, high-quality amount of professional MMA guys in Michigan. There's a spattering of one guy maybe in each gym. Yeah, Kevin well, Kevin realized that, and he took his ass to Vegas and got out of Grand Rapids uh, yeah, when he signed with the UFC. I, I think that's definitely something that... that he needs to think about, um, but yeah, he's is currently unemployed and probably going to end up in Bellator, which is a good spot for him. There, one fifty five is is pretty. Let him hone his craft over there. Let him get into a real camp. Yep, um, he's thirty years old. He's still got some miles. Yeah, on. he's a young kid. Yeah. He's still got some years left. I mean, he's got that issue, that eye injury, um, really kind of hurt him quite a yeah. bit. Oh yeah. Uh, that's that's taken I think taken a few years out of his fight career, but uh, he's had 13 fights in the UFC. He's made a little bit of money, you know. He it's not uh, you know as long as he was smart with it, he could have a little bit of time off. Yeah, and you know reevaluate what he wants to do with his life. If he wants to continue fighting, if he wants to pursue other interests, he could always go back to doing porn. Why not? Oh, hey, that's allegedly. Never mind. Oh. There has been there has been rumors that uh, that the Detroit superstar was in some amateur some amateur adult some films. Amateur adult films oh. actually was pointed out to me, well, not to me personally, but pointed out to me by one filthy Tom Lawler on the uh, filthy FRB show really? a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. A little side note. Wow. You do some research on Google, kids. You can probably find some Darren Crookshanks. <laughs> so that does it for news for this week. But I want I I want to talk about. The, the the atrocity that was Bellator 149. I watched. That was the day I had surgery. Yep, that was the day you had surgery. So you were probably free out of it. And I tried to turn it on, but from the anesthesia, from the surgery, I was just, I was... Right. I couldn't focus on it, and I was in and out. And I will admit that I watched no fights except for the two main fights. I did not watch any of the other fights on Bellator 149 except for the Dada Kimbo and the Hoist Gracie Ken Shamrock fight. Let's start with Dada Kimbo real oh, quick, okay? God, I watched that. How terrible Jesus. was that maybe the worst fight I've ever seen? I don't know what was more terrible, the shape that Dada came in or the, the shape that Kimbo came in seeing as how he trains with the American top team. How? I have no how? idea. How? Do you not have any sort of ground MMA skills? Can't you can't even throw a freaking punch? You had the dude mounted in the first thirty seconds, <laughs> mounted full mount. Yeah. I could have finished that fight. 
I had one arm and I probably could have finished right. that. Right! Like, Dada, and then Dada died, basically. Oh my gosh, when he fell. They had to, to rush him to the emergency room where he was would, almost died. Yeah. Had renal failure and his heart gave out. Yeah. Because of how much weight he cut because he was way over the weight limit. For a heavyweight. For a heavyweight. You know, that's a, you have a 265 pound limit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if that fight wasn't garbage enough, then we move on to the main event. When Shamrock before, Gracie. Before going into, did you expect much out of this fight? I expected more than I got. Okay, good. I expected a lot. I expected something. I didn't expect... You know, I expect something special out of those two. Yeah, I didn't expect greatness. No. But I expected something. Yeah. Not 50 seconds of bullshit. And the groin kick... And then the the knee. The knee, knee, yeah. The groin knee that took 30 seconds for Ken to feel. And the... You got stopped by Hoist Gracie. Not even with his... His freaking hands weren't even taped. He went in with just gloves. No tape. No nothing. They were even saying at the beginning of the fight, if if, if Hoist throws a punch, he's going to probably break his hand. Yeah, his wrist. And he TKO'd you. Because you took a shot to the balls that you didn't even feel for like eight seconds. Yeah, there was... Uh, there was quite the delay. There was, actually. Ken, yeah. look... I said it after the Dada or the Kimbo and Ken fight. Dude's only in there to make money, and he's clearly taking dives. Yeah, Just f you pay me, basically. And now it's not in Bellator, but some promotions doing a fight with him and Severin. Oh, I saw God. that on the internet. Severin's almost sixty years old. Ken's fifty-two. And when Severin won the UFC three. He was already thirty-eight, right? You know, he was already old, right? He was already he was when he came when he left MMA for that little bit and came into WWE. WWE yeah, he was a forty-three-year-old rookie, right? He was he was old then, yeah. You know, he's got to be close to his sixties now. Yeah. Um, let me see if I. I love Dan Sever. Don't get me wrong; he's one of my favorites. He was the reason why I fell in love with MMA to begin with. He was the guy to me. You know, he was he, he was throwing guys around yeah. when nobody else was that beast choke. What, what, what could touch him. You know, he was he wasn't even throwing punches enough. He was grabbing guys and suplexing their heads off. And I fell in love with that with this his fights. You know, I I highly regarded it and, and Severn won the ultimate ultimate. He was the first guy with a UFC belt ever. You know, uh, he he did so much for the sport, uh, especially for me. I don't want to see him now get into the ring and fight. Yeah, I really hope that it was a um, was a joke. But I did see some sort of promotion. I tried to Google it, but it's not giving me anything. Um, but I saw something maybe I'm hoping it was a joke but I did see a, a fight flyer floating around the internet he's, he's 58 years old this year so he's only got 6 years on Ken it's fine <laughs> it's fine and, and I, I I would have to imagine that, that Dan Severn's still in Dan Severn shape oh yeah you know that's that's Dan Severn shape yep. you know he was he was never ripped he was never ripped no you know he was uh, he was always a little looked a little soft but he was he was country strong man he was so st- 
strong despite not having visible... Cold water strong. Yeah, there you go. Cold water Michigan. Yeah, he was... He had developed uh, fighting professionally. I mean, he was he was an alternate for like the 76 Olympics. Yeah. Oh, Dan was a hell of a wrestler, you know, He man. was, yeah, outstanding An wrestler. amazing wrestler. I think he's still... May, or may he's doing uh, training in cold water now. Yep. Uh, and this was the interview that I, I just seen with that he did um, a little bit ago. Uh, steroids and all kinds of other stuff and it was one of the things he pointed out. So you think I ever took a steroid? Have you seen me? Right. Look at me. You know. <laughs> look at me. If I took if I took steroids, I was doing it wrong. You know, there was no way that man did anything but eat steak and yeah, steak and, and potatoes. Know, that's it. Maybe some pasta. But he's he's doing some training now. Um, he was doing some both pro wrestling training and. Uh, some amateur wrestling. Yeah, he was training. still doing some pro wrestling, if I remember Lo- he right. He was some local shows around Michigan. Yep. Uh, not big stuff, just kind of local stuff. But he was training. Uh, Al Snow has a uh, wrestling school in uh, Lima, Ohio. And he was down there doing some uh, wrestling training with uh, and Al Snow was yep. for him. Yep. Um, that's where, actually, uh, he was trained to be a pro wrestler the, when he first started in his 40s. Hmm. He only went down there, and he's doing that now, and, and he has a, um, uh amateur gym that he works out of cold water yep. still to this day. Yeah, I knew, I knew he saw the amateur gym, and he had a, he, well, he used to have an MMA training gym. He might still be doing some of that, too. cold water and Battle Creek. Yeah, he might still be doing some of that, too, but that, the last, that was the last interview that I seen that he did, and that was, that was probably four years old now. Right. Three, four years old. So I, I hope that the rumors are false and they're not going to fight each other. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Bellator makes it happen. So, but yeah, I really just wanted to, to touch on that because I didn't get to vent about how terrible it was last week. Uh, but it was pretty terrible. And Bellator, Man. just stop doing these free fights please just stop you have enough young kids now to make a roster yeah and make make some new stars yeah you know you, you can't continue a business with the same old people you no. got you got to make new stars exactly and you know you've managed to make one michael page mm-hmm. he's a star mm-hmm. he's 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 very much a star make a few more there i mean they do have some guys they do have some guys that, that uh I, and I've, I've made mention of uh, the Pitbull brothers are both very good. Uh, I really enjoy Liam McGarry, their 205 champion. Mm-hmm. I think that kid is really talented. I don't know how he would stack up against the UFC's 205 division. I think he could do okay. I don't, you know, he's not no one touching Jones. It's just whatever it is what it is. But but I do I do like McGarry. Obviously MVP. Um, there there are a few other fighters that Bellator has, but for the most part, they're just trying to. The saddest thing is, is two million people watch this debacle. Yeah. They're, so show us that people want want to see it. Yeah. And they, you know, there's only so many times that they're going to get away with that, giving people, you know, booking fights they want to see and then not delivering. Exactly. You keep you keep non-delivering like that, and they're they're not. It doesn't matter who you put there; they're just no. not going to want to watch. No. It's. Know? But yeah, I, I really just wanted to vent on that for a quick moment. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it yeah. up for us. Uh, you got any final thoughts before we head off? No, I'm uh, happy to 
be pain free of the shoulder. Yes. Happy to have Conor McGregor back in the cage. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fights this weekend, and glad to be back doing this. Yeah, having man. a week off. Yeah, this, man, it was tough. it was weird. <laughs> we were both messaging each other about about the time we normally would start recording last week, and we're just like, it's really weird not sitting across <laughs> from each other and getting ready to start the show. But uh, you know, on behalf of myself and everybody else, I'm really glad that you've had a speedy recovery and Thank that you. you are feeling better, man. It, it, you know, as your friend, and just Thank happy you. to see you out of pain because it's been hard watching you suffer through this for the last few months. Yeah, man. So appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to this coming up this weekend's UFC 196. Uh, make sure you you get there and you watch it, man. Whether you got to order a pay per view, go to beat ups and watch it, whatever you got to do, don't just miss don't miss this fight. Um, and yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Please make sure you're going on and liking the Facebook page, spreading the news, sharing our stories. Thank you to everyone that shares the information that we put out there. Um, you guys are doing a great job. And, and some of the responses and the reactions we get. Uh, we're working on getting ourselves a Twitter. Um, follow Dave at uh, Dave Van Boglen on Twitter, right? Yeah, I'll put that on the page too. Yep. Uh, myself is uh, at Mux Biff, but uh, yeah, please please give us a follow on Twitter. Um, we'll hopefully have an average Joe's page soon. Send some people over to uh, iTunes. Give us a like. Five star rating would be awesome. If not, at least give us a four. We're, we're, we we work hard. We work we work for a four. We work hard for you people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of. The Average Joe's MMA Show for David Van Boglen. I'm Jeff Shannon. Thank you guys, as always, for listening, and we'll see you next week.